0: And we have our very special guests here today. Okay, and uh, this is more this this interview is more of an announcement as well as an interview. And uh, today we're very lucky to have uh, Miss Amanda Peace. Amanda, she is uh, the uh, project coordinator. Project coordinator, did I get that right? Project coordinator. Anyone? Uh, yeah, project coordinator, on-site coordinator. And we also have uh, Dr. Diane Felton. And she is from the Hawaii Department of Health State toxicologist. She's our state toxicologist from the Department of Health. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks welcome. Yeah. Us. It's good to be here. Yeah. So um, can you please tell us what's happening now? What, what is this project that we are, are undertaking along Factory Street?
1: Sure. Yeah. EPA is out here cleaning up lead-contaminated soil in Factory Street, some parts of Factory Street between King Street and Waterhouse Street.
0: Yeah, and um, w- w- what exactly can we expect from this uh, uh, type of work or this project?
1: So we're working Monday through Saturday, 6.30am uh, to 6pm, 6, uh, so full days, and we'll be removing the current asphalt and then digging down about 12 inches to take the contaminated soil off-site to disposal, and then we're going to backfill and repave in the areas that we uh, dug up that soil.
0: Um, that sounds like a lot of work. Will will that pose any kind of, you know, danger to our uh, residents in that area?
1: So we're taking a number of measures to make sure there's not any impact on the community members out there. We will be excavating small portions each day to make sure that every day we also backfill and cover so there's no open soil left in the evening that anyone can get into. We'll also be monitoring and sampling the dust to make sure that there's no impacts using water to make sure that we really limit the dust levels. Um, and we're also making sure there's going to be traffic control to help people, both cars and pedestrians to understand where they can pass safely.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, do you expect a lot of, um, cause that, that's, that area is already very busy, uh, during the, the week, you know, is, is, there, is it going to impact the traffic along that along King street?
1: I'm I'm glad you asked that. It's not going to impact King Street at all. Okay. But Factory Great. Street will be yeah, Factory Street will be closed down from the King Street side. So if you live or work on Factory Street between King and Waterhouse, you have to come in from the Waterhouse side and only local traffic can come in because we're not allowing any traffic to go all the way through. There's no traffic going through to the King Street side from Factory Street. So if you live or work there, you just have to come around from Factory Street, from the Waterhouse Street side, and then we'll allow local traffic to come through. People who are walking, pedestrians, can always pass through. We'll have cones to mark off the area that's safe for pedestrians to use.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, how, uh, what happened? How, how, why, why, you know, why do we have to do this uh, project?
1: Yeah, as, as far as we understand it the lead is from a prior industrial source, probably around the 50s or 60s. Oh, wow. And as as far as we know, we think it was from uh it was a local fishing supply company that was using old car batteries actually to produce oh. lead fishing weights oh, and then God. dumping the the kind of leftovers from that process onto the street. We think that's where it came from. So oh it's gosh. really localized just to that small area that these really high levels we're seeing is you know it's really just a small area, and we're going to be removing that lead-contaminated area, that soil, and, and disposing of it.
0: Wow, what kind of uh, uh, what kind of effect does lead have, you know, in that in that area? What what why is it so bad?
2: Sure, we worry about lead poisoning on a number of different levels. The main concern is for children, and lead tends to have an effect on the developing brain, it causes problems with development behavior and kids that are exposed to lead at young ages often have poor long-term school performance oh. so it's very important to both prevent children from being exposed to lead or if they are exposed to find out about it and be able to remove that source of lead
0: hmm mm-hmm. now is it only children that are affected or are you know elderly or adults regular adults affected as well
2: it has much less of an impact on adults and mm-hmm. elderly, although it can cause symptoms mm-hmm. um, depending on the amount of lead that the adults may be exposed to.
0: Like like, uh, what kind of uh, symptoms would they feel?
2: So people can have problems with headache and fatigue, sometimes mm-hmm. stomach pains, um, and General neurologic problems with problems with memory and cognition. Mm -hmm, It's pretty mm -hmm. unusual for adults to experience those symptoms unless their unless their levels get very high. Usually Mm -hmm. from a workplace type exposure, but Mm -hmm, it does occur mm -hmm. at times with adults.
0: And what happens in those cases for adults if they get like high levels of uh, lead? What what happens?
2: So the most important thing is to remove people that. that have been exposed to lead from the exposure so that's number one once you are removed from the lead exposure then the levels will start to come down mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is at when levels get to a certain high degree where it becomes dangerous then there is medication that can be given to help inc- oh. increase the rate mm-hmm. at which the lead is eliminated from the body mm-hmm. but that's very mm-hmm. unusual particularly in adults
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's rare uh, but when it does happen that's that's what that's what people can feel, yeah does, does it lead to any other like diseases? does it does, does it lead to cancer? Does it lead to you know uh, lead poisoning?
2: And so lead is not known to cause cancer, which okay. is fortunate. Okay, good. But certainly mm-hmm. when children are exposed to lead, the effects on their neurologic development and their behavior and their ability to learn in school can be lifelong effects.
0: Lifelong, oh really. But will it have physical effects?
2: Not generally. Not
0: generally. Okay. Okay. This is more mental well, you know, mental health and like so it's so important now. I mean people are just I don't know, maybe maybe these things that are making people flip out could be product of lead poisoning. You know, like that, what happened yesterday, that shooting. This is just these are unstable people. You know, I don't know if you know, maybe they lived in that area or not. Uh, but anyway. Um Will people be affected by this construction that we're doing? I know you mentioned that there will be dust flying around and things like that.
1: So we're going to use water to limit the dust. So there's not going to be, you know, we're not expecting that there's going to be dust flying around. We're mm going to be monitoring and sampling the air to make sure of that. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have a whole network of monitors to make sure the dust is is really minimal Mm -hmm. and that the water is effective at keeping it down. If it's ever too windy, we'll actually even stop work for that period of time because we don't want a lot of dust flying around. The main sure. impacts people are really going to feel is the impact to parking and to traffic. Mm-hmm. So, again, traffic, mm-hmm. only local traffic can come in from the Waterhouse side.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then uh, we're in our project area, there's no parking on the street anymore. And so, you know, anybody who usually parks on the street, on Factory Street, for the length of the project, which we think is five to seven weeks, they won't be able to park there. So that's the biggest kind of impact people will feel. We are working with the Bank of Hawaii, the Kalihi branch, to allow people to have uh, weekend and evening parking to help kind of ease some of that. Um, again, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't help for a weekday, but, uh, you know, weeknights from around 6.30 p.m. until 7.45 the next morning, and then all weekend people can park at the bank if they are being affected by our project.
0: Oh, so people can park at the Bank of Hawaii, is that correct?
1: On the evening and weekends.
0: On the evening and, the, and weekends. Yeah. Okay, so what's the time, uh, like what time in the morning up to what time in the, in the afternoon or evening can we expect uh, work to be done?
1: Sure, so our hours are Monday through Saturday, so also that we're working on Saturday as well. 6.30 uh, a.m. to 6 p.m. is the longest period of time we might work in a day. Um, And, you know, we're doing long days and including Saturday to try to finish the project sooner so that we'll be kind of out of out of the way of everybody sooner than later. So, you know, working six day weeks all that time, we think five to seven weeks of work.
0: So five to seven weeks, uh, about roughly 630 a.m. to 630 p.m. construction will be ongoing.
1: Yeah, it, uh-huh. the hours could be a little less, but that's kind of the maximum amount so people mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And the the reason it takes so long is partly, you know, have to. it's a very small area. Mm-hmm, we're trying mm-hmm. to allow local access to it, but also there's utilities underground, utilities overhead. Oh, yeah. We have to be really careful mm-hmm. as we're doing the work. So we have to do it really slowly uh, to be careful around those utilities. And, and, of course, we're making sure to take other precautions as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how did you discover that there was... All this lead in that in I mean it's underneath the asphalt. I'm just sure. thinking, how did you know? When I saw you guys, I was thinking, how did you do that? That's pretty amazing.
1: So the the Department of Health actually did an assessment in 2017, where they really found the location of where the where the lead was uh, throughout the street. They did a, a really thorough assessment. Um, once they found out in 2017 that there was um, high levels of lead and and you know those streets. If the lead was under the asphalt and the asphalt was intact, there would not be an issue. But because of those potholes, those deep potholes that kind of expose soil to the surface, that's why we're concerned about it. Yeah. And so what the state did yeah. was after they finished doing that assessment, they did some pothole patches as a temporary measure, uh-huh. and then they asked EPA for assistance to come and do the actual removal of the of the lead-contaminated soil.
0: So you found out through potholes?
1: Um, the state... The state did the assessment in 2017, and they covered the potholes. Uh-huh. But if there were not potholes, there wouldn't be any exposure. Wow, so. that's
0: amazing. I, I'd never, I never considered potholes to be something that could give, you know, value to health. And this, you know, I always see potholes as a cause to get my car aligned. You know, sure. Uh, but it's good that you're able to do that. Did, did you do uh, testing? Did you go? Did the EPA go, really? What kind of so, testing did did you do? That, I, if you don't mind me asking.
1: Yeah, it was it was the uh, Department of Health that that did the testing, but uh-huh. they you know they actually put boreholes into the the ground to test at different levels, and wow. their testing went as far as four feet down. Oh my goodness! So they tested at different depths all the way down, multiple places to really? figure out kind of what's what's going on underneath the asphalt. So we have a really good picture, thanks to the state, of what's wow. located and where there's high levels of lead, where there's not. We actually have a very good understanding of where the lead is located and also where it's not located. So we can make sure that EPA's work is where the lead is located so mm-hmm. we, we know exactly where to do the, the work that we're doing because the state did the assessment that they did.
0: Wow. And how were you involved in that, doctor, that work?
2: I was not. That was prior to my tenure with the Department of Health.
0: Prior to coming. Mm -hmm. but that's something that you do that's the part what the department of health does yep
2: so we're the hazard evaluation and emergency response office of the part of the department of health and that's part of our work is uh, finding areas of environmental contamination and chemical contamination and then creating plans for how to keep that those chemicals or those toxins away from people and those sometimes that's removing the toxin entirely like we are so fortunate to be able to do in this case. Other times that means covering up with some sort of um, asphalt or other cap to just to prevent anyone from being able to be exposed to that contaminated soil.
0: So you mean you're going to, to take the soil and clean it and treat it, is that what's happening or are you gonna take the soil and move it away?
1: We're actually taking the soil and disposing of it. Oh, okay,
0: great. So all yeah, of its uh,
1: right. the soil, the project debris um, is actually being disposed of um, at facilities on the mainland.
0: hmm hmm Okay, it's on on the mainland. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. Well, that's and then and then you're gonna replace it with new soil.
1: So we're gonna replace it with um, backfill material. It's actually. Okay. In the engineering that I'm just learning from the site, uh, mm-hmm. deeper and deeper into the world of paving, it's called base course material. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's something that you put underneath paving. So what we're putting back is not exactly soil per se, but it's what you put underneath uh, paving, and then we put asphalt on top of that. So we'll be repaving the street in the areas that we dug.
0: Oh. Great, so we'll get new streets then in that area as well.
1: For two thirds of one block we'll have a very <laughs> nice street.
0: <laughs> it's better than it's better than nothing. I'll take that. Believe sure. me. With the streets that we have, my God, a little bit of rain and then um so once once this is done, um it it's gonna be considered a safe area then or yeah.
1: Yeah, because again, because the state did such a thorough job in finding out where these really high levels of lead were located, we're removing the really high levels of lead and we're going to be paving them, you know, paving over, um, in the area. I think Diana can talk more about kind of lead in general, but mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of the factory street site mm-hmm. by the end of our work, that will be
2: taken care of. Yeah, But it is important to remember that most lead exposure comes, especially for children comes from lead based paint, which is mm-hmm. occurring mm-hmm. in old homes. So mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. home built before 1978, Is likely to have lead-based paint Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's really where we see the highest numbers of exposure to lead especially for children Mm -hmm. so the street and the factory street lead will be cleaned up those very high levels of lead but that area and that neighborhood also has many homes that were built before 1978 and the older the housing the higher risk from the lead-based paint so there are still other possible exposures for children and adults to lead in that area, both from the paint, from fishing sinkers, and um, other areas of contamination with lead.
0: Well, that's that's interesting because uh, you know I'm, I also do real estate, and a lot of homes are you know are older homes, and um, that's a, that's an issue. We actually have to uh, disclaim it when uh, when we're selling or you know listing properties. It's lead-based, or it was, you know, 1978, so we have to let them know yeah. about doing that. Um, are there any other areas in Kalihi or in town that have has this situation?
1: So EPA is not aware of any other areas that mm-hmm. have levels like what we're seeing on Factory Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: There are—lead contamination in the soil in Hawaii is actually fairly common— Because we do have Mm -hmm. a lot of old infrastructure, old buildings. There are a lot of areas, both public and private, where there's known lead in the soil around buildings. Um, A classic example is there are multiple parks on the Hamakua Coast on the Big Island that have lead contamination in the soil and have been -hmm. closed for a number of years. While uh, the Department of Transportation and the Parks Department are trying to figure out how to remove that soil to be able to safely reopen the parks
0: i know that i have no idea about this thank you for coming in and letting i mean i'm learning myself you know about this um when the epa gets involved i'm thinking that this is serious uh, i don't think epa will come here you know to surf and have you know golf um the, this type of uh, work is it is it at a level where you know it's fairly dangerous for the people
2: the
1: levels where we see on a piece of the factory street project are fairly high it's they're right. they're wow it like you said it's it's high enough to get our attention mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you know and it's the other reason that that we're out here is because of our great partnership with the department of health because mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. a great partnership we work with them all the time and so we ask them and we talk to them regularly and say hey what sites are you seeing that are Um, that are really high priorities for you or something that you think that we could help you with. And and they brought up Factory Street as a site that they were aware of that, you know, it was going to take some work to get it cleaned up and asked us if we could help. And we said that we could. And we we work closely with them in, in that kind of a way where, you know, if they have a site that they think would, they would benefit from our support, then they'll ask us and we'll have that conversation. And, and this was a, a great example of a time when EPA could come in and, and provide the support that they needed. But we really we work closely with the state and our, we have a really great partnership with them. So we appreciate them coming to us saying, hey, this is what we're seeing. Can you help us? And, and we're out here and um, working together to get this done.
0: Is it only lead? Uh, poisoning uh, is an issue. What other issues are there that you know maybe we can let people know, um, you know, that can keep them safe?
2: so lead is certainly one that we think about a lot and Mm -hmm. uh there is plenty of you know areas of lead from historical use around the state Mm uh we also think about the historical use of some herbicides and some uh pesticides for termites Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. things like organochlorine pesticides uh, Mm -hmm. that are no longer used but Re- remain residual around a lot of foundations in mm-hmm, Hawaii. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. In addition, in areas where there were sugarcane plantations in the past, people used in the 30s and 40s, people used a lot of arsenic based herbicides. Oh my God. So there's wow. those kinds of things contaminating a lot of different parts of the state. And in most cases, it's not a significant risk to human health, but we that is part of the job of our office to keep a close eye on those locations mm-hmm, and make mm-hmm. the assessments of how much risk people might be at and whether cleanup projects need to happen or if we can manage the exposures in other ways
0: is hawaii uh, our state are, are we considered like a high lead area or you know what states what states are yeah that's not, a good yeah. question uh-huh.
2: Actually, less so than many states, um, particularly a lot of states with older housing. We have some older housing in Hawaii, but states, particularly in New England, yeah. have much higher rates of think. of lead poisoning than we do here in Hawaii. Yeah, We do get some added... Cases, because we do have such a corrosive environment that it often causes the paint to peel and that yes. leads to more exposure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But relative to states with a lot of old, much you know, older housing, older infrastructure, we're in better position. Mm-hmm.
0: Has it gone down then? Has this incidence of lead uh, poisoning or lead exposure, has it been, I'm, I'm thinking, we're working on it, uh, it's gone down. Has yeah. it gone down? It, it has. has actually
2: mm-hmm. it's a pretty remarkable public health story across the country mm-hmm. in that since lead based paint was banned in residential uses in nineteen seventy eight mm-hmm. and then leaded gasoline was taken out was mm-hmm. taken out of circulation Absolutely. in the eighties and nineties. Since mm-hmm. then we've seen a major decrease in the amount of lead poisoning in children all across the country, including in Hawaii. That's great. But that being said, during that time, we've also learned that even small amounts of lead are detrimental to the developing brain. So while we've Mm -hmm. decreased Mm -hmm. the degree and the amount of lead poisoning, we've also found that very small amounts of lead can still cause kids problems. So it's Mm -hmm. still a very important issue to address and, you know, something that we feel really strongly about that we want to protect these kids and really prevent childhood lead poisoning as much as possible.
0: Yeah, and you have this uh, project, too, I think. It's uh, the Hawaii childhood Lead Poisoning Prevention. Is this, is this what, um, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Sure, we call it High uh, Clip mm-hmm. for an acronym, mm-hmm. and that after a lapse of 14 years, High was refunded by the CDC in late 2017. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. since then, has really uh, done a ton of work to try to to try to educate the public and the healthcare providers around the state to, that lead poisoning is still a problem that needs to be addressed so main goals is to increase the number of kids who get tested for lead and also education to really focus on primary prevention meaning preventing the lead poisoning from happening in the first place Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a lot of that has to do with educating people before they do renovations on their homes um, or
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, use you know make their own fishing sinkers in the backyard or anything else that might potentially cause exposure to to children
0: I, you know I never made a fishing sinker in my bank my backyard never I never even thought people would do that I thought you just go to the store and buy it fishing store right marine let's pick up I got to pick up some gear but they do and that's what that causes us. that's amazing Okay. Um, anyway, can we recap again, uh, Amanda, uh, What uh, what is going on and um, what should people be looking out for?
1: Absolutely. So EPA is removing lead-contaminated soil on Factory Street between King Street and Waterhouse Street. Uh, we're working Monday through Saturday, uh, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. We think it's going to take five to seven weeks to get it all finished. Um, we're going to have you know traffic control support to help local traffic which has to come in from the waterhouse side and also to help pedestrians to cross the street safely um epa is going to be doing air monitoring and air sampling we're going to be limiting the dust using water and we're going to make sure that every day we're able to backfill whatever we excavated that day all of that is to make sure that there's not impacts on community members from our work um again related to parking people who park on the street between king street and factory street will have to find other parking during the project and the bank of hawaii in kalihi is offering uh evening and weekend parking at their location to help ease some of that burden so that's that's kind of broadly what we want to make sure that people know
0: okay so you started yesterday or saturday today oh you're starting today Oh, okay. So all the crew—they're they're, going to start seeing the construction work today.
1: We've already blocked off traffic at this point. Okay. Today we've been doing a lot of, you know, receiving equipment, supplies, organizing, and mm-hmm. you'll really start to see digging tomorrow. But traffic mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. already been blocked today as we've been, you know, getting our last uh, shipments of supplies in and getting everything kind of organized.
0: Okay, very good. Um, are the are the uh, uh, folks there? Are they generally cooperative uh, in th- in this uh, in this endeavor?
1: People have been really great They're, Uh You know, people have been hearing about this for a long time, and Mm -hmm. I think people are just happy to hear that it's finally going to get taken care of and it's finally going to be dealt with. And Mm -hmm. people have been really accommodating, you know, offering to help us find parking or find some person that we're looking for or whatever else. Um, Everyone keeps asking if we'll keep filling all the potholes in Kalihi, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we have to tell them we can't do the whole neighborhood, but, you know, at least some of the street will look better when we're finished. Um, But, yeah, we've, you know we've had a really great time interacting with and working with the business owners, residents, um, tenants, landlords, everybody kind of uh, coming together to help support the project to make sure that we can do it successfully.
0: They bring you food yet? Not yet, Enough but bat and adobo and no, nothing nothing yet.
1: <laughs> Not yet, but I uh, I've certainly had some of that food growing up, so we'll uh, okay. we'll see if I get another chance out here, huh? <laughs> okay,
0: great, great. Um, uh, doctor, um, d- did you did has there has there been an instance of sickness that, that from this area that you know of that that came to your attention?
2: So we haven't seen any specific spikes in that area um, Mm
0: -hmm. that we
2: can relate directly back to the soil of Mm -hmm. Factory Street. Mm -hmm. But because the housing in that area is older, we do generally in Kalihi see higher rates of lead poisoning in children because of the older housing, similar to other parts of the island with similar old housing
0: okay, um all right, if anybody has any questions or or concerns and oh i you know uh, Alejandro is here with us Mar began and he is uh, actually are you the big boss uh, Alejandro? no not, not, the, not the big, big boss, boss. No, the press officer. <laughs> a press officer okay, and um you got some other i'm sorry I didn't introduce you, but he was joining us um so how can people if they want more information or if they're concerned, how can they reach you guys where can they get more information
1: so there's a couple of different ways um you know, first of all, if they live right there, they can always, you know, stop by and talk to us in person. Mm-hmm. Um, our trailer is located right on the intersection, Factory Street and, and Waterhouse Street. Um, EPA has a website, um, which is gov slash Factory Street. Um, we also have a hotline, which I think you have in front of you. I don't have the paper right in front of me. Uh, we can read off the hotline number for folks, maybe.
0: Um, yeah, I'm looking at it. uh Not sure where the hotline is. It's on the second page. Okay, sorry.
1: My apologies. I wanted to have that in front of me and I forgot.
0: That's okay. Oh, is it this one? Uh, 888 232 9312.
1: That's the hotline number. So we'll we'll keep that updated and people Mm. can also leave us voicemails on that number and then we'll return that call. And we've got. Language support, so, you know, if people leave voicemail in Tagalog, if they leave in Ilocano, we can have support to call back and answer in that same language. Mm-hmm, so people, mm-hmm. if they have questions, they can feel free to leave us a message there. I know the state's also got some contact information, too, for folks who have concerns about lead uh, lead poisoning and health. Yeah.
2: Okay. So if you are concerned about... Uh, Effect the health effects of lead or questions about lead poisoning either for children or adults please call us at the hazard evaluation and emergency response office of the Department of Health the number is 586-4249 and just to repeat that that's 586-4249 and I also encourage people to contact their doctors or their children's doctor about uh, getting tested for lead if they have any concerns
0: All right, guys, thank you so much for coming in here on this uh, Martin Luther King Day and informing our audience and our listeners of this uh, very important uh, work that you're doing. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best in this uh, project, and uh, I I see that you guys work really well together. Um, After we left and we met, actually, I had a call call from Alejandro, and then uh, today, this morning, I had a call from Sean. And by noon today, everything was set, you know, for today's interview. So I can see how, the, how you guys work really well together. And I'm so happy about that because environment, there's nothing we can do, but you guys can really help, you know, keep us all safe. Uh, so um, on behalf of KNDI Radio and owners and management here, I want to thank you uh, for coming down here. And thank you for the great work that you do. And I hope that, um, you know, you continue this and keep us safe into the you know well into the future thank you very much guys thanks for having us all right this is uh, Amanda Pease again a U.S. Environmental Protection Agency on, on scene coordinator and also Dr. Diane Felton our state toxicologist for more information on this project or a- anything about this lead issue you can contact 888-232-9312 888-232-9312 or 586-4249 586-4249 uh, They have information in English, Tagalog, and Ilocano. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. Marami Marami salamat po. Ito po si Alan Alvarez. Nagpapaalam, nagpapasalamat, at nagsasabi na mabuhay ang Pilipino sa Hawaii. You're listening to KNDI 1270 AM in Honolulu, Hawaii's favorite multi-ethnic stations.